And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm here, so <laughs> I'm Shea Good Sugs in and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have I didn't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells okay. me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like Howdy. I'm a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? <laughs> Vava? This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleicher. part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, hardly ever, on Tuesday, December 26th, is Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, it's holidays, so I'm... I have my lazy beard on. It's uh, it's all great. <laughs> yeah, I hope everybody uh, had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I uh, hope it's awesome. Um, and today we are taking questions from Reddit, which happens maybe two or three times a year at most that we reach out to the Reddit community and they delivered... Uh, certainly. So we're going to try to fire through all of these if we can. Um, lots of comments, lots of questions. Very much appreciated from the r-thunder people. Okay, so we'll start the way that Reddit works. I think it gets upvoted and the ones with the highest votes are the ones that start at the top. There's maybe some bad questions at the bottom. I don't know. Um, so we'll start at the top. Um, this is from at 12 foot jump shot. Will this postseason be an arrival, not an appearance? Um, well, if it continues this way, uh, it's an arrival for sure. Like they are on pace for 55, 54, 53, whatever wins. So I think that that qualifies as an arrival. Um, but it has to continue like this, and it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, this stretch they are three and one. Uh, sorry, yeah, three and one in this uh, tough stretch that we uh, discussed last uh, Monday, I would say. So it's it's important that they keep playing hard, that they keep working on the things that makes them very good, like creating turnovers, like playing very good point of attack defense. Both of, of those slipped against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, three-point variability will decide a lot of the wins and losses because this is what happens in the NBA. So, I mean, 
against the Lakers. They shot the ball poorly. Um, the Lakers shot the ball better, and they lost the game. Um, so there, there will be variance in this, but I think that OKC um, showed that they they are a very good team. Uh, national media recognized that. I was listening to the awesome NBA show on The Athletic, and they discussed OKC as probably one of the front runners to be playing on Christmas Day next year. So I think that, that qualifies as, a, as an arrival. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think kind of like the point of that statement from Presti is like they they want to be in the playoffs year after year after year with with how they're approaching it and not just mm-hmm. be a team that squeaks in like Charlotte like in the past like they have never really made an arrival they've made appearances in the playoffs for like as long as we can think of that's because they make a lot of like really short-sighted moves that get them to the point where like yeah they're better but like are they like arriving somewhere no like i think about i don't even know why i'm thinking about this team but it, they had uh, Steven Jackson, Tyson Chandler, Gerald Wallace, and they were good for like one year. And they just yeah. like pushed all their chips in. It's like, let's see if we can just get a team that's just competent now. And they just pushed everything in, and they just hoped that it worked. And it worked for one year. And I think they got bounced around one. And like, that was it for that team. Then it was over. Yeah. And so I think like the point is that we want to make something that's sustainable. We want to make something that is going to strengthen and get better. And I think they've absolutely done that. Yes. The arrival is happening now. The arrival is happening as we speak. And does that mean that they're ready to push in their chips to go trade for somebody like everybody's saying? No, but it does mean that like, yeah, like, do we feel pretty confident? Like that they've got Shay, Chet, J-Dub and, a cast of characters that can help them in the future. I mean, absolutely yes. So yeah. I think I think they yeah, are you, arriving you, and like getting into the playoffs this year will be a part of that. Yeah. And again, arriving, as you mentioned, is not one year. So we need to wait a little bit longer to say so. Um everybody thought that the Phoenix Suns were arriving. And yeah. look at them now. Yeah. They've changed their skin twice and yeah. now they are in a different, different moment. Yeah. Um, and it's just been two and a half years. Yeah. So probably the arrival is something that we can foresee. Um, is it granted? No. They have they have to play for it, and they have to stick together for a long run, in order for for it to be a true arrival. And as you mentioned, staying competitive, staying a contender for multiple years, because this is what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, from at Mamba Mentality 8-24. Just tell the L-man that I love him. I'll let him know that you love him, Mamba Mentality 8-24. Not sure how you make all this happen, Andrew, but you are like a podcast machine. Um, yeah, my, you are. It's my passion. So it uh, it's great. I'm very, very, very grateful to be able to uh, make podcasts for my job. It's very fun. Um at or sweaty underscore shopping 1737. I'm sure you all have noticed that Kaysen walks slowly. He takes his time when he's walking. Have you all started to walk slowly to be more like Kaysen? If not, when will you start? Well, I, 
I'm, I didn't start uh, yet walking slowly. I'm going slowly with my car after I hit a boar hog because I, I'm, I, I'm afraid that it's jumping on, on the road again. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going slowly. Does that qualifies? I think that definitely qualifies. You're, okay. you're driving like, like Kaysen walks. So that's yes. good. That's yes. Good. It's, it's very painful because yeah. I, I used to be a little bit of a reckless driver. So it, it, it's, it's, it's very painful for me, but, but hey, life. Uh, no, I do not walk slowly. I don't think, I think I walk a, a very average pace, if not try to speed walk at times. So no. Yeah. It's like podcasting. I listen in one, 1. 1.8 and I'm walking 1.8. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Inspiron 21, Presti has mentioned that we are, that we will start looking to enhance the team when we quote, announce ourselves. And when we reach the quote second mountain, have we announced ourselves yet? And where is the second mountain? Um, I think second round of the playoffs is the second mountain where you actually are among the top four team in your conference for real, like not just in the regular season because that is a sport. Mm -hmm. The playoffs are another sport, and so I think that that is where um, where you start thinking, okay how i how i boost this mm -hmm. how i i'm able to really um improving this while not destroying it because again i i know i said it last monday as well but not destroying what you have is as important as improving it mm -hmm. yeah I, I think i think we have learned a lot about this team this year i think we have learned a lot about who shea is in particular that he is like truly one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that we have learned that Chet has the chance to be one of those kind of players too so far this year because of just the skill set that he's shown through just a short season, short part of the season. Um, I think Dub is obviously a building block as well. I think they've learned a lot about Casey Wallace. Speaking of the slow walker, he is. I mean, he they continue to start him in place of whoever is out. And I think that's really important. Um, they obviously think very highly of him. And then you have Joe, who I think has gotten so much better. And I think Wiggins has been good. And, you know, they, they have a lot of guys on the team that I think are helpful. K-Rich. You know, I think Giddy is somebody that we need to learn more about as the season goes on. And they have like some tough decisions to make with regards to Josh, whether that be start, you know, continue to start him, come off the bench, trade him, whatever it is. Honestly, mm -hmm. don't think it's because they have hit on two of the guys and really three of the guys. I don't think that, that it's detrimental either way with what they decide to do with Josh. Um, there's still some stuff to learn as they go. And I think to me, when it's like, when we, when we enhance the team, announce ourselves, I think like the announcement will come with like playing in the playoffs, seeing what, what are your deficiencies and what are we good at in playoff basketball? And like, they saw it a little bit in the play in, but it's one game, like anything can happen in one game. Yeah, and I think like using that as like a benchmark is pro is is not something that they will do. Uh, it was interesting, and I think you can like 
definitely take a look at it. But when you play a seven-game series, the the opposing team basically is going to find what you are not good at, and then they're going to exploit it over and over and over again. And then, like, your job as a team is to minimize that and then to do the same thing to the other team. And basically, whoever can do it the best and whoever has the best shot makers at the end of the game is going to win. And the Thunder have the pieces to win a playoff series, certainly. They may be too young. They may be too inexperienced. But they have the pieces to win playoff series. And, you know, this, I think, going to the playoffs and seeing what are our deficiencies, are they due to age and inexperience? Or are they due to a roster flaw? which yeah. I think they found out against the Lakers in 2010. Some some of it was age and inexperience that so they couldn't like close out some of those games, but some of it was like legit roster flaw. We don't have a Maybe. Big... Maybe. If you look back at that, at that moment, I mean, if you wait one and a half years, you start to seeing people going small. Yeah. And so even that... Even but, that was, but if you if but you look even at then though, McKellie, like I don't know that they had the pieces to just be a small ball team. Yeah, no, I, I was just mentioning the idea that even when everything looked clear, mm-hmm. clear, and it was clear, and it, it it had been clear for like one and a half years. Yeah, two years later, like the the Heat just dismantled them because of small ball. Yeah, it's true. And some questionable. Um, in-game calling, in-game two. But anyway. But they may um, not get... But the problem is, like, the West is was so different than the Eastern Conference. No, no. I, I, yes. And yes, like yes, yes. No, no, no. Through, I'm, to, I'm get not through saying... the, to get through the West, they needed a big. And did they get the... Sure. Did they get the right big? Some say yes. Some think no. I I could, I could go either way on that with Perk. Like, Perk was, I think, sure, good sure, for sure. the mentality of the locker room and yeah. good to add a lot of toughness. But there were a lot of like on court stuff, especially like as he got a little bit older, that was like kind of glaring. Oh, yeah. And that's why they drafted Steve O. You know, and Steve O was yeah. like a great person for that team. He was like almost the perfect kind of center for that team because yeah. of the way that he boxed out and cleared the boards and his passing was pretty good. His rim protection was good. Um, and they obviously kind of planned for that. But um, yeah. yeah, on this note about like, knowing what and where to fix. Like, um, at the beginning of the season, I was an advocate, and I probably still am, about the fact that Chet needs to strictly play the five because this is how you create advantage. Yeah. Um, but is it true? Like, does that is that true because we don't have a right center to pair with him? Or is it true because this is actually the way to improve him, uh, to improve the, the team around him? Like even the simple question, where where Chet fits best, and now we all say, yeah, clearly he has to play with a better four. But like, are you positive? Because the minutes with Jay Will were actually interesting. Uh, him roaming free, him being more of a um, say safety, uh, where he can run and 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 close gaps and not being focused on the big man. So even that, which was which seemed to be incredibly clear at the beginning of the season, it's it's not really clear. Um, so it, it, maybe one season is not enough to make the the move, the move to, to, to put your all your chips in. Maybe the move is hey, let's let's a few let's make a few moves. 
yeah. where it doesn't really impact our future too much. And let's see um, if we, we you can you can get Kelly Olenek uh, and play Chet and Olenek a little bit. That that will not cost you a lot. Mm-hmm. You can get a four that can like a big a big five that maybe is able to stretch the floor a bit and see how it works with Chet. So these things are what OKC I think will do in the next one two years if the perfect perfect talent. Uh, comes available and wants to come to OKC, I'm sure that Presti will think about it. But um, I would not expect that to be now. Yeah. And if, I mean, they could make little moves here or there to see like, hey, does a particular archetype work? Like like an Olenek would be, he's just like a better off, more of an offensive player than Jay Will is. Like he's just kind of like mm-hmm. an enhanced version of Jay Will in a lot of ways. Um yeah, you could acquire somebody like that pretty probably pretty easily at the deadline. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I I I like that idea. I think it's a good idea. It doesn't compromise anything. I mean, if you take a, a minutes from Jay Will in the playoffs, is it going to kill his career? Probably not. Olenek may likely walk after the season anyways. You know, if you have to expend a second round pick or something to make it happen, that's kind of a big whatever for me. Um you look yeah. at the lineups with both Chet and Jay Will on the court together, they're a plus 16.9 according to Cleaning the Glass. But it's yeah. only in 60, it's very, 60 possessions. Yeah, yeah. So it's just not enough time to say. like It's worked so far. Um, in some lineups, it's worked really well. In others, it has not. Like the Shea, um, double Jalen Williams, Dort, and Chet, in 17 possessions is a minus 41. Yeah. You know, but Shea, Dort, Giddy, J. Will, Chet, which is probably not the lineup that people are like, oh man, that's probably awesome, is plus 14.3. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, it's, it's, at this point, it's like, who are they playing? What was happening during the game? Where was the momentum? You know, like those are all the questions you have to ask when it's talking about like such a small, um, such a small sample. So that's why you want, like, give me 200 possessions and then we can talk. You know? Yeah, even more. But, like, 60 is just not not enough to, like, truly give yourself a, uh, you know, you can't really give yourself exactly what you need. I mean, because if you look at, like, Chet, like, Chet's played 1,700 possessions this season teams a plus six and a half with him on the court like that's obviously very good and for a rookie to do that is pretty insane yeah and with the starting unit not being one of the best units so if you look at by numbers the starting unit it's not very good it's barely negative i think um so and that takes a lot of minutes yeah. So if you if you remove Chad from a starting unit, those lineups were like actually impactful and very positive. So yeah. cleaning the glass says they're a plus three point two. A starting unit. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, plus three point two. Then and and then and this is where it's hard, and we talked about this a lot. It still rings true. The starting lineup has played five hundred and ninety two possessions together this season. The rest of the team has played... Oh, wait, hold on. I need to take... Hold on, let me try this again. Um, The rest of these lineups have played 
Like 73 is the next highest. Yeah. It's 2,600 minutes. It's almost 600 with the starting unit plus 3.2. Everything else is 73 or less. So, like, it's hard to to learn a whole lot about particular lineups like that, especially when it's against some of these. It's like one opponent where it's like three opponents. You know, like that's yeah. You can really learn about like I think we can know that like that starting unit plus three point two. Like, it's about middle of the road when it comes to like a starting lineup. Like, it's not great. It's not the worst. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, we got to keep firing through. Um, Gorilla X, please have a fry pod, the fry pod crew tell the origin of the name of your podcast. It's been several years since I've heard it, but I remember I was driving home from work crying, laughing. Also, I miss the OG theme music. Um, I can tell it real quick. We were, so we were, we started this podcast in the fall of 2012 and we were trying to, you know, trying to name it and trying to figure out what to call it. And in 2004, 2005, me, Luke, Alex, and a bunch of our buddies started a fantasy basketball league. We were playing through, at the time, I think we were playing through NBA.com. Um, and next to each player, if they have an injury or something, it will say, like, O means they're out. DTD means they're day-to-day. Um, and Luke didn't have any clue what they meant. And so Luke, I mean, unsurprisingly wasn't that into basketball and like, we would still like, we'd be watching hoops at his house all the time. He wasn't always like super paying attention. Um, but like played attention enough to like know the players and whatnot, but did not know what any of those things meant. He thought an O meant that his player was doing outstanding. Um, (laughs) And he thought DTD meant his player was down to dunk, that they were about to do something awesome. That they were down to dunk. He's like, I thought that meant down to dunk. We're like, what? Why in the world would you think that DTD meant down to dunk? Um, how can possibly NBA.com know how where, where a player is in terms of like being ready to to have a great performance? But that's hey, they're they're that's down no to fun. dunk, man. Um, well, yeah. So I. I was like, I just, whenever we we're talking about it, I was like, yeah, I think we should just call it down to dunk after the L man. Um, so yeah, that's the origin of the, uh, the name of our show. Uh, helpful dash mud 8652. Hello, fellow dunkers. How do you feel Mark's rotations will change in the playoffs? Who's getting more minutes versus who, whose minutes will get cut? Um, I think that Ooze, Ooze will, if he plays like this, See he ya. will not play. See ya, Ooze. Um, I think that, I think that the off the bench. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about Giddy. Um, I think it's likely that he doesn't play a lot, maybe in the twenties. Um, I think that off the bench, Isaiah Joe will play a lot. Yeah. I think that Kenny will play a decent amount, yeah. and Jay will. I think that these are will be the three main guys. So the your eight man rotation is basically well, and also Kazan, of Kaysen. course. Yeah. So this is your nine man rotation. Wiggins, mm-hmm. I think, is the tenth man. He'll in terms get of spot minutes. minutes, I think, and and it's also yeah. like barring trade here. Like it's it's you know last year yeah. they made a trade, and they may do the same thing with 
Uh, shout out to Poku. Happy birthday, Poku. 22nd birthday today. Um, they may make a deal with Poku because I don't think the extension's yeah. coming. Um, he has um, not even been dressing for games recently. So uh, my guess... Can trade with, uh, I don't know, Alba Berlin or, um, <laughs> I don't know, Real Madrid? It'd be yeah. nice. Just be nice. Let's just give Poku I, I, his. I'm time. being. I'm being very nice. Like Euroleague is very, very competitive. I'm. I'm not. I'm not Dude, saying you can't uh, can you actually trade make a trade know. with them. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, they similar to like the Baisley thing. Like they could look at a team that you know is looking to acquire something or whatever. You know, they got to pick. Shed and, some money. If they're wanting to shed some some cash money at the deadline, like Thunder can be like, "Hey, be glad to help you." They did the ex- we actually predicted the trade last year with Sharich and Baisley, yeah. and they could do something really similar. And so, I my expectation um, is that they're going to look for to be opportunistic at the deadline again, and I would would not be surprised if they came away with more picks instead of less picks at this deadline again. And, mm. you know, they did it while upgrading the roster last year. And so you can you can do that. And so maybe there's a guy that they acquire that becomes a part of the rotation. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I think you're right about the, the nine-man, ten-man rotation that includes wigs. You know... I mean, is there? I don't. I don't really see them. I mean, maybe if they're desperate in a game, they throw Bertans in there, um, mm-hmm. and Bertans may be traded. Like he, he, he might be the guy that gets dealt. And they kind of amended his contract in a way that makes you think, oh, well, this is this seems like it's going a certain direction. Um, Vava doesn't seem to be. Vava may be dealt as well. I don't know. Yeah, if that's the case either. But Vava is like another one where I think like we need to learn a little bit more. But it doesn't really seem like it. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's about it. Uh, okay, let's see. At OKC underscore Blindhem, Blindhem, uh, thoughts on Mark experimenting, plugging in Oos into the starting lineup while Giddy is out would make up for some of the rebounding loss with Giddy being out. They would still have enough playmaking in the lineup without Giddy. See how it works, and you can easily scrap the lineup if it doesn't work. Uh, I think we kind of know what this would look like. Do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, maybe that will boost, but boost, 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 boost confidence a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like the way he played against the Lakers. I mean, he didn't play a lot. Yeah. But he had some some moments with a little bit of energy. A little bit. I mean, I know that I'm repeating myself over and over. And if you listen to Thunder After Dark, you know. Yeah. Um, but when he has this moments where either he gets up for a layup, and it's the most soft layup possible. I mean, yeah. I mean, you are six eleven. You have to dunk. Yeah. Like when you are like going against a guy that is smaller than you or mm-hmm. as tall as you, you need to try to dunk on him, not just soft the ball inside. And when another guy is trying to have a layup against you, 
I mean, I'm not saying like block a shot, which yeah. would be nice, would be est- extremely nice. Um, I just read the stat probably in these questions that he, he's like well over 200 minutes without the block, which sounds not great. Um, but just just make a make a play for the ball, a hard play. I'm not I'm not saying cut the guy's it head or whatever. It is pretty wild that he's played 200 minutes without a block as yeah. a. Six, I mean, he's 6'11. I've stood next to him many times. He's six foot 11. He's the only player, the only, there's only two players that have played more than 43 minutes on the team that don't have a block. And it's Trey Mann and Oos. Yeah. Those are the only two that don't have a block. I mean, Bertans has two, Lindy yeah. has one, Sar has five, Mitzich has one. You know, that's weird. You know, Wiggs only has one, but like Isaiah Joe, you know, and these guys have played a lot of minutes, but like Isaiah Joe has 11. You know, Dub only has eight. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, zero, zero blocks. That's a good, that's a good call out. It's like he, he's six foot 11. He's playing 200 minutes. He's had a lot of possessions to, to do something. Again, I read it somewhere. Sorry. I don't remember where I read it, but I'm, it's not mine. So maybe it's uh, on this Reddit thread somewhere down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I I like Us. I think like his shooting has looked pretty good recently. Mm-hmm. Like the shot looks good. Uh he's up to thirty five percent from three. Great. He's got to just be more consistent. He's only twenty years old. He's still got a little bit of time. I don't foresee him getting starter minutes um this season. At all, I mean, they're or throwing ever. they're throwing him to Kaysen. I'm not I'm not willing to go forever yet, but I'm pretty close. Um, like they're throwing Kaysen in there, you know, and and to me, there are more viable candidates even after Kaysen. Like throw yep. Ken, throw Kenrich in there as the yep. nominal four. Throw Wiggs in there to play with those guys. You know, like there's. You know, you can you know reward Isaiah Joe for being really solid. You know, I think there's just a lot more viable candidates than than Oos, and and also like if Oos doesn't work out again, like just look at the if you want to take a look at a team that tried to do something pretty similar to the Thunder, it's like look at the process Sixers and like who they selected in the draft and like how many guys that just did not work. You know, yeah, like from. Nerlens to Okafor to you know Ben Simmons worked and then didn't you know and so I mean a lot happens and like those are guys that are selected at the top you know we're talking about the 11th pick you know can't always hit on the 11th pick uh okay the underscore one underscore in underscore only what was your favorite gift you gave and received this holiday season? If the Thunder gave you a gift, uh, what would you want? Hmm. I mean, I would love for Mark Degnault to sit in this chair next to me and do a podcast with me. That's what I would want. Just come uh, sit here at the Down to Dunk Studios and do a podcast with me. That would be a, a gift that I would want. I would want that as well, and it's possible I mean, for me. And it's a pot. We it's it's something we could do. We could arrange it. Yeah, yeah. 
the best version of that would be me being there, not participating in the pod, just staring at you two podcasting. That would be <laughs> um, exceptional for me. Um, Favorite gift that you gave and received? Um, well, I gave a pretty nice gift to my wife. My um, wife? A pair of very, very fancy boots that Ooh, match her nice. hairs. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. And then I got a, a, a gift from my parents uh, where basically it was my wife spreading out the word that I really needed an oven um, oh. kiln to, to, to oh. like an oven uh, for my pizza yeah. uh, passion. Oh, nice. So. It's yeah. about to arrive, and I'm very, 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 wow. very happy with that. That's cool. Um, let's see. Favorite gift that I gave. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I did give my oldest son a Chet jersey, and he was really pumped up about that. Yeah, I gave mine a, a Shea jersey. Yeah, I actually bought one and received two. Oh, so I need to I need to say to the NBA something like, um, "Do I need to return it? Can I keep it?" Yeah, um, is it the same size and everything? Yeah, it's it's the same. It's the exact same. I think they just yeah, it was folded inside. Oh, so somebody they, made a mistake. They, they just made a mistake. Somebody made a mistake. Yes. Wow! 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 That's funny. Um. Okay, next question. If you had to spend your Christmas vacation with any iteration of the Thunder roster throughout the years, which year would you take? Oh, I have the answer. Okay. It's Steven Adams, Anna Skinner, and Dion Waiters. I mean, yeah, that would be that's amazing. Pretty that's pretty good. That would be pretty awesome. Um, I might take last year's team. Because they're all young, and you have Mike Muscala, okay. and you have Mike Muscala. Okay, you're not young. Like, why? Why are you surrounding yourself with like twenty years old? Where, where is the kick? <laughs> Do I age backwards too? Like, if I picked like the a team from ten years ago, am I ten years yeah, younger now too? Oh, I am. Of course. Oh yeah, sure. Oh man. Oh, to be like, ten, last year, oh, to just be last ten years, years younger. Um, I really, I really do like that that iteration of the team, though. You know, like they're the youthful exuberance of like all those guys. You know, you still get Chet, like you get the injured Chet, um, but Chet's yeah. still on the team. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, there's honestly a case to be made for the OK three team. Just to yeah. go on vacation with Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's you know what that's I mean? a great call. But like like that is to me like you you are out there on the on a porch, like yeah. drinking yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very fancy whiskey, having a cigar, like doing these grown up things with like Carmelo being dressed. Uh I, I was in OKC once and I saw Carmelo like dressing um I think he had a hat. At, uh, at some point so like can you imagine yeah. that 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 is that is pretty good yeah that might be the one because like paul george westbrook mellow raymond felton yeah i raymond. mean that might be that actually might be the team that i would choose because that was like it they weren't very good but that yeah. was 
like a really fun team to be around. You got Abrinas is on that team. Corey Brewer. I mean, Nick Collison. You know, Paul George, Jeremy Grant. Hustis was on the team. I mean, I've I've actually I've become pretty good friends with Josh Hustis now. Yeah. And like Hustis is great. Two Pat. Andre Robertson is great. You got Kyle Singler on the team. I mean, that's the one. Wow. That's the one. Okay. Like that's that is quite quite a lineup of guys yeah. to hang out with. And like just the fact that you have Mello. It might be like the yeah, biggest, Mello is the thing, biggest yeah. selling I mean, point to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay. That's a great question. I like that question. Um at Hamburglar, but there's like a there's like numbers in here. Uh we are only one win ahead of the Pelicans who are in the play in if the season ended tonight as of Christmas Day. What are the chances of being a home court advantage team this postseason compared to being a play-in tournament team again? Um, I think that the um, most models have OKC being between 95 and 99% of making the playoffs. Yeah. Like so in that's the top it. six. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a pretty big disappointment if they wound up in the play-in again. And it's it's not impossible. <laughs> Because no, no. I mean, injuries but, are like yeah possible. Yeah, that's the thing. They're two and a half games up, so like you can don't you don't go by wins or losses. You have to go by both. You know, yeah. um. So like, yeah, they're yeah they're only one win ahead, but they're nine losses to thirteen losses with the Pelicans. So like that's yeah. not that's not a that's not the that's not the right way to look <clears> at it. Uh, the mm-hmm. right way to look at it is both wins and losses, and that's where you can go to like the games back column. Like that's yeah. the number; those are the numbers that you should use. You know, with these teams, yeah. like they're a three three full games ahead of the Rockets. They're full four full games ahead of the Lakers. You know, like yeah. that's how that's how you should look at it. Two and a half games up on the Pelicans. They're one and a half games up on the Kings and the Mavs. They're two full games up on the Clippers. Like that's how you should look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and OKC played like a very, um, I would say, sparse schedule so far. Uh, it's about to pick up. I mean, January will be a sleepless month for me, uh, many games. So, Tons I mean, right now, OKC is the team with, uh, I think, the least games uh, of, the, of the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. I think um, Houston in the same ballpark, maybe one more. And so that that is also why um, you see the, the, the games being not very high on the other teams because OKC has a lot of games to, uh, I mean, to get back. So after January, I think that they will be pretty even. And remember that the schedule that OKC play was not an easy one. Mm -hmm. Not the hardest, Mm -hmm. but among the hardest. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that that also um, you need to factor in. Now, uh, it's it's still early, but OKC has a pretty, pretty good net rating. I mean, it would be very weird for OKC to to underperform um, without injuries for the rest of the season. And and by injury, I mean like serious injury, not Shea missing three, four games or Jada missing three, four games. That will happen. That already happened. Um, So I think that um, without any major injury, OKC, every model have uh, OKC being very good and being in the top six of the West pretty steadily. Yeah, I mean, they're third in net rating, sixth in defense, sixth in offense right now. Like, yeah, not be... in the Western Conference, in the league. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, 
yeah. in the whole league. And they have the third ranked strength of schedule so far. Yeah. So it's not been easy and yet they've been really successful. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot of worries about that currently. And we'll discuss it if there are, but I would not I would not worry about that one. Uh okay. At Goose Gang four one two. I've not had a chance to listen to many post-game press conferences this season, but one of my favorite moments last year was Coach Mark quipping back at you when the team was undefeated whenever Aaron Wiggins started. What are some of your favorite press conference moments from this season so far? Um, Mark is really funny. The actor question? That is probably the best. When I asked, yeah, when I asked him about Chris Rock, if he saw Chris Rock in the crowd, yeah. and then he like looked at me like so confused. Like I was like trying to like get him or something. Um and then he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he finally got it, and he was like, oh. And then he ended it with, and this is like where Mark, like Mark is really, really smart um, and really witty. And he was like, yeah, I'm more worried about the rebounding. <laughs> it, was so, it was so funny. Um, there was also a moment, I can't remember who was asking the question, but someone was trying to ask Mark a question. And Mark, and I, I, to his credit, too. I could not understand what they were trying to ask. Like, I could not... I could not digest the words and understand what the the question was. And everybody in the room was just really trying to focus in on what is trying to be asked. And Mark even said, like, I'm not getting it. And then after he asked the second time, and still he didn't get it, and nobody else got what the question was supposed to be, he just starts... <laughs> He just starts going. <laughs> you know, we just start the game zero like and zero. The default answer. Yeah, we we start. He said we start every game zero and zero. We go through every game, and then he like it. It may or may have not related to the question at all. But then he walked off and he looked out um, to to us in in the meeting. He goes, um, he goes. I'm just playing the hits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's so funny. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So those are some, those are a couple good ones. Um, I'm trying to think of others. I mean, he's just Mark is great. Mark is he's. I think he he gives a lot of really thoughtful answers a lot of times, and sometimes he does like play the hits where he's just like saying the same same thing. Oh, Daniel Bell was trying to ask him about like where did the zero and zero thing come from. Um, I think like truly the answer is is like it's very much a. Um, thunder mentality and not necessarily a mark mm-hmm. mentality. Like I think that it's something that comes from within, from within the organization itself, and like kind of emanates from you know how they want to do things. And Mark like really has embraced it. Uh, and so, but I think I'm trying to remember how Daniel said. Daniel said something like. He's like, you guys really pride yourselves in being zero, being zero and zero to start every game. And then Mark was like, oh boy, do we? You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, he's just great. Um, I really like Mark. Um, let's see. At, or not at, there's no ats here on Reddit. Uh, level, level, level K93, just a total shot in the dark, gut check. We traded for Paul George out of nowhere. If you had to yell a name, just as your best guess, who would be the Thunder's team version, this Thunder's team's version of a Paul George trade, like an unexpected trade to happen? I mean, we have to, like, one, we have to kind of put ourselves in the shoes of the organization at the time that they made the Paul George trade. Um, One, this team really wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, they were pretty stuck at that point because they had done the, ex- the Victor Oladipo and Steven Adams extensions. They had mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook on this, like, mega max deal. Russ is a great player. Not ev- not anybody else is that good. We ha- like You had to find some way to maximize that Westbrook team or else you're just going to be stuck. Um, was he, though, on the Supermax? I don't know that he was on the Supermax yet. But he no no he signed it later. He signed it the year that PG signed his. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. like we didn't think Russ was going to go anywhere, you know. And yeah. so it was like this is the team. They just lost to Houston in round one, like in pretty convincing fashion. So it's like okay, what like what's the move here? And so I think they were willing to make a risk, you know. Now. Trading for a, I mean, they traded for a star with one year left, with no assurance that he was going to come back. You know, yeah. I don't think they would do something like that now. Just to be clear, just like be clear about like, 
the situation that they were in then the situation they're in now like they don't they don't need to or probably want to do anything that's super risky yeah and and yeah go ahead no i mean if you if you if you see how the team was constructed in in that moment um yeah you could you could let go of um of russ and and probably you get decent return yeah because he's um after the mvp season but he's okay see ready to let go an mvp yeah i can just tear everything down no they are not um so the move is i think hey let's try to get russ some real help like real help and and let's see how it goes yeah if he if he wins great if it doesn't then i think that the city will be ready to acknowledge that this team needs something different Mm -hmm. and this is where uh the risk of losing paul george for nothing um yeah it's it's a risk it's Mm -hmm. a risk um but if you start from scratch without um most of the picks just with russ's pick and by the way russ was not a distressed asset the year after paul george arrived it would have been um i mean you would have gotten a whole lot for him then yeah, yeah, a because it was, hey, he didn't have a great season, but look at the moment, say it was Carmelo. I mean, you had all the excuse. And yeah. and so, I mean, it's not the second season where, where Russ had this awful, awful shooting year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still, yeah, maybe it's a down season, but look, he was playing with Carmelo, no spacing whatsoever. Um, so it was a calculated risk. Um, it turned out that by re-upping Paul George, he got the deal mm-hmm. who is kickstarting mm-hmm. but but if he has to move away from everything immediately um i think that you still have um a very quick rebuild because i mean you don't have anything then you have a crap team from the beginning and those are good drafts you have the Anthony Edwards draft you have uh you have good drafts all around so i think that yes it was something unexpected but also, if you look at now, I say, oh, okay. Okay, so he wasn't ready to do a full teardown. They weren't ready after Chris Paul, but it was, yeah, he's not going to stick. So, I mean, it was a, they forced themselves into a, re- a rebuild. Trading Ross after the MVP season was not an option. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, with that said, a name that I just can't get off my brain is Dorian Finney-Smith, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Come on, Andrew. That's not a name. That is not a name it's that a is name. not a name that's it i mean he, no. hey, he has he has three names he has three names he would be awesome that's... he would be awesome with this team i'm not saying i mean you could trade yes. burton and a pick dorian finismith i mean we are talking paul george here and he goes dorian finismith okay okay Bert, yeah dorian sure. Smith would be awesome big wing he's got three years left on such a, I mean, he's got a really, really nice contract. Like, it's an absurd contract for a big wing like him that can shoot and defend. I'm going into a metaphor here. So, it's like when you see your best friend getting a very new, brand new supercar. I can say, wow, uh, we got that. It was a nice deal. And he goes, yeah, can you name a supercar that you like, do you dream? <laughs> And, and and you go like if it, that 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 very very sturdy car that costs like probably nothing but it's yeah it's 
everyone's car. Like, come on. Like a Toyota? Give me something more. Like a Toyota. A Toyota. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I like Toyotas. Um, Toyotas are good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Toyotas what about Cam Johnson? What about steady. Cam Johnson? Yeah, we traded in January. Better. Is that better? Is that more of like a... I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, everyone like wants a, like a Mustang. to name the guy who's uh, who's about to leave the sunny place in Arizona, but I won't do it. Well, let's take. A, let's be... just see what it would actually. Because like we can talk about it. Like Durant, you had Durant to this team. Yeah. Like you're a title contender. Like you, yeah. you could you could go win the NBA championship this year. Yeah, I don't think. Just to be clear, this is not going to happen. So like, no, it's let's not. not get our hopes up. However. It would take a lot to get him. And like the good thing for the Thunder is like they have the picks to to do it. Another question is like, is this the right player? Is this the right time? All the all those kind kinds of questions. Um, would he fit with the roster? Yeah. 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 Um would, yeah, he would t- yeah. he would take a lot of shots away from other players that are going to be developing. Yeah, um, but in this case, I don't see any. But it's, any, but it's also any... Kevin freaking Durant. <laughs> so exactly, and I don't see again. I don't see any way that OKC can keep the top two players that that they, they currently have. There's no way. Yeah, I, I, so I actually I don't. Win. I do not agree with that. I do not agree with really? that. Really, I think that you could trade Dub. You would have to trade Dub to make it happen. Yeah, this is exactly what I, what I'm. Did you what say I'm top saying. two or top three? You said top three. Top three. Oh, top three. Um, yeah, I don't think could, that you can do it without Dub. Bertans, you'd have to trade Kaysen. Yeah. You'd have to probably trade Kaysen, Giddy, Bertans. How close are we financially? No, financially is not a problem. I mean, I don't think that the Kaysen and Giddy is what they want. Um, we're not we're not there yet. You can you can put Vava in. Yeah, we can put Vava in there. Yeah, I. And then, I mean, we're still not there. I, mean, I think that the trade forty-seven that million is Dort is uh, is Dort Dub, yeah, um, Case and Wallace and three first-round picks, yeah, something like that. Which is to me, and I, and it's Kevin freaking Durant, and I know it. I think I think if 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 this is what you wanted to do, I think Giddy Case and Dort and like five first rounders. Yeah, that that is better. Like, like that is way better for me. Um, I think that you could get it. I think you could. I think you could probably get it done. Especially he's thirty five. He doesn't play every game. Like this isn't like a twenty nine year old Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like you just if you're the Thunder like and this was like something that was on the table. You just say we're not giving you one of our top three. It's not happening. This these kinds of deals happen all the time in the league. Yeah. And I think like you could get it done without him. And then your team, Shea, Chet, Dub, Durant. Then you still like you still have Kenny. You still have Jay Will. You still have Joe. You still have Wiggs. Yeah. You know. Like you're like and I and I do think like you getting Kaysen. Yeah, Bertans is gone because I mean mm-hmm. to make it work financially. And if you're the Suns, like you get Kaysen, you get Giddy, who I think could be pretty good with Booker. Um, you get Dort, come back to Arizona. You know, I 
I don't think this is going to happen. I don't even know that this is even worth talking about. But like that, though, your top four for the Thunder being Shea, Chet, J-Dub, KD would be so sick. Um, and I know there'd, yeah. be a, there'd be a lot of... Uh, there would be a lot of mixed feelings about that. But, and also, and here's like the key reason. There are, there are a lot of re- I could I could do a podcast. The top 100 reasons the Thunder will not trade for Kevin Durant this season. I could probably do that. But one is you ratchet up the expectations to 11 right away. Because the yeah. expectation then is title or bust, baby. Yeah. And it's just not time for a title or bust moment yet. It's just not like the Chet's played just a handful of games. Like it's not time for title or bust but, yet. But can you just close your eyes and just remember, like not remember, imagine what a KD Chet from line could do. It'd be, it'd be amazing. It'd be really cool. I just think like the, the timelines are just not lining up. I mean, it's similar to um, Cleveland in, in some ways. And like the Thunder have like a better top, talent on their roster today than Cleveland does. But when they traded for Donovan Mitchell, they took a really big swing and a big chance. And I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think like that's going to happen, but also it hadn't exactly worked out. And they like threw in all these ships, including Larry Markinen, who if I'm them, I'd be a little sick about because you could have a Mobley Markinen front line. That would be yeah. that would be pretty awesome for your future, and because like now they still have the same questions about Jared Allen, you know, and Mobley, yeah. and what that could what that's supposed to be moving forward, and they and they've been those lines have been better offensively and defensively for them, but what does Donovan want, and is Donovan going to stay? And it, like they they have to answer those questions, and they put themselves in a position that they didn't have to be in. They didn't have to do it. They didn't ha- they could yeah. have waited. Cuz Mitchell May is looking like it wasn't like the perfect situation, like the perfect big swing to make. And now they are in kind of this weird limbo and they have a lot of injuries and it's like what is Cleveland going to be? And I think that there's a, they the front office put a lot of unnecessary stress on themselves by trying to hit the fast forward button. And I think the same thing would happen here. What if Durant gets hurt? Yeah. It's probably going to happen. It's probably yeah. going to happen. And then what? Like, if he gets hurt in March and it's like, yeah, Katie's after the season. Well, now what? Yeah, like, well. okay. Yeah, we I know. have to it's, hope it, and pray that he time. comes back next year and he's better. And now he's 36. Yeah. You know, like, this, there's, just no, there's just no reason to, like, ratchet up the expectations and create a situation for yourself when you already are second in the Western conference, when you already, yeah, it's not that they, when it's you not already that they are the Rockets, yeah, the Pistons, they, right. Like, they don't, they don't need to do this. They could, they do it. Yeah. I believe they absolutely could do it. If Durant decided he wanted out, I think they absolutely could do it. Is it something that they need to do? No. And do I think it's something that they will do? No, I don't. But it's really, yeah. it's really fun to think about. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it's yeah, it's fun. But I, I don't think that they would actually sniff anything close to that. There are many yeah. trades. I mean, I re- I'm reading in the chat, Hugh Taylor saying, well, Wendell Carter will be nicer. Sure, 
that is another low risk guy who you can probably add. Uh, Jonathan Isaac um, is another guy. I think it's one of the questions where you get like a defensive minded guy that who may hit the tree some sometimes. You can you can yeah. you can trade for Caruso, for example, just to have another like guard defender. I'm not. It's not that OKC is in need for uh, a guy, but but Caruso can be. Uh, had probably for the right price. These are moves on the margin that if you want to do, you can do. Um, mm -hmm. Again, you can you can you can try to see at the deadline who's desperate to shedding money and maybe finding a guy. Um, I mean, Washington is in the tax, but I don't see any guy in Washington actually working. I I don't think that Kuzma is the right guy, um, so I would not go there. Um, but again, you can be opportunistic in finding your. Seven, eight, sixth, maybe yeah. guy, if you're lucky. And that can help you a lot without changing the structure of your team. Because mm -hmm. if you get a guy that plays ahead of Kenny and Aaron Wiggins, yeah. that is not bad. That is not something that ruins your team. Um, because yeah. again, if, it's, if he's better Dorian than Finney Smith, Dorian Finney Smith, I, I'm not saying it's the wrong guy. I'm just saying he's not. A guy, it's and a not great, a Paul it's George a great kind guy. of guy. It's a great guy. He's a great guy. I mean, if 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 they were willing to part ways for Bertans and one first and one second, I would actually do it. Yeah. He's, I mean, I proposed this uh, like four weeks ago uh, or two I weeks know. ago. I don't remember. I or I was all into that. I yeah. mean, these trades for me are good trades because you get veterans. That it's plays a, a it's very a ceiling raiser role. for them. And like the the yeah. thing that the thing that they're missing to me is just like a bigger wing defender. Yeah, like they just need it. They need a bigger wing defender, you know. And like we're we saw it even last year, where like in the finals, Derek White is a really good defender, really good. But yeah. Derek, like smaller guys, like smaller guys like Dort or Derek White, can really struggle with like the bigger wings. And like Jimmy Butler yeah. made Derek White unplayable. You know, yeah. and so you just need and bigger Caruso guys. be in the same spot. Caruso, probably. yeah, I'm not. I am not into the Caruso idea, even one percent. Even though it'd be cool, I'm not yeah. into that. Uh, okay, let's see. That was a we we've gone an hour, and I don't let's can we let's rapid fire. Let's rapid fire. Yeah, I I just want to shout out Dave West twelve on Reddit. This is where I took the two hundred plus minutes without a block. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Dave West, 12. Uh, Kanderson, 13. Andrew, I know you said you wanted to have Mark on the show someday. Have you tried lately? Hey, let's have Mark on the show. Uh, Is it every day or multiple times a day that you try? I just all the time. It's just like emanating just okay. thoughts of having Mark Degnault on the podcast. It would just be a wonderful, great thing to happen in my life. Uh, Twitbook Plus. Should we trade Trey Mann and Mitzic? Not for us, but for them. Sure. Or do you think they can eventually make it as Thunder contributors? I just don't think so. I think the emergence of Kaysen being a really good player has kind of It's still weird to me about Pava, though. Squash that. Even with the Kaysen thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see more Vava at some point. I don't know. Uh, medical underscore sample 2738. Going to list a few questions here. Answer how many ever you want. Where did the Tayshon's factoid victory dictory name come from? It just came from Tayshon's brain. Uh, advise advice from the L-Man. Uh, we don't have the L-Man here. Uh, what do you think about Jonathan Isaac as a fit? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned that uh, before uh, because yeah. this is this question prompted in my head. Not bad. Also, I mean, it has to cost nearly zero because his medical stuff. Yeah, for doesn't. Sure. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, I'm into the idea. Uh, what is your favorite non-OKC team to watch? I watch. I mean, I love. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Indie. I like indie. I like watching indie. You don't like defense. Uh, hate defense. Out on defense. I, I love the Sixers. Uh, as of late, yeah. I watched a lot of Tyrese. Um, yeah. he's he very good. He's good. All Tyrese's in the league are good. Uh, yeah. most annoying player in the NBA, and why is it Draymond Green? I mean, Draymond is definitely toward the top of the list. Rough watch. Insane person. And yeah. He's paying the price like, for it now. Can we take uh, four seconds to discuss that Kerr actually complained about referees? Like, yes. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, 18 on, free throws are a lot. But, like, come on, guy. Come on, man. Like, look at Dude. look at what you have. Dude. Look at what happened Dude. up until yesterday. Yeah. Um, exactly. it's, it's I, I think I used to hate Rudy. I don't hate him as much. Yeah. He seems like better. He's working on, on himself on his. Um, Except for he know. cried after they lost to the 76ers. Cried about foul yeah, calls. But, yeah, I know, but it's. You know, it's different. I don't hate him as much. Yeah. So, um, D Wild, f- D Wild, well, Will for D ten. I think that's right. Um, wow. <laughs> can you make sense of Detroit? Uh, they have drafted a team every year that to win the draft and not make a good team. Um, what is Zion's diet? And they are not playing. Them well because like yeah. Kaysen, like uh, Cade and, and Ivy should be a very good pairing. Like yeah, triple dive penetration, Cade being shooter slash secondary ball handler that works perfectly. But you have to do it. Fire you have ice, to man. do it with space. Fire and ice. Um, what is Zion's diet? I don't I don't know, but should no diet should be different. Um, what will Toronto do? Intermittent fasting. Toronto will just hang on to their guys and nothing will happen. What is Poku doing next year? Probably playing in Europe. Um, not necessarily. Okay, see what's the biggest move NBA-wide before the deadline? Um, I, I think, think something will happen in Phoenix. I mean, probably the oh, coach wow. will go. Yeah, I think the Bulls will, will make some deals for sure. That might be the biggest thing that happens. Um, where is the guest spot? By Royce, uh, another another thing I would like to happen. Just it's uh, you know anytime, anytime, Roy, anytime you want to come on, come on the show. Uh, how long after the new arena will OKC host the All Star Weekend? Um, I don't know, probably maybe two years after. Uh, Andrew clearly be a grand opening, like to do with the year that it opens. That'd be that would cool. be fun. That'd be awesome. Uh, Ever present danger. Andrew clearly doesn't think. The Thunder are legit uh, contenders this year. If he thinks that we still need to be, he thinks we still need to be patient and not make a big trade. Question: How many wins would the team need to change your mind? It's about the playoffs for me. It's not necessarily about win total. You look at I have, no fifty-seven will help the uh, sweeten the, the the deal. I think it, it'll help some. I just also point to Cleveland again. <laughs> I'm going to point back to Cleveland again and say, hey, Cleveland had top five offense, top five defense heading into the playoffs. They lost yeah. in round one to the Knicks. Um, they had they had the profile yeah, of a contender, and they didn't do it. Yeah, it's just different. 
the playoffs are just different. Uh, yep. Waste underscore consequence 765. Do you think Lowry's production would drop if he came to the Thunder? Yes, I do. What if he becomes Bulls Lowry? It's possible. It would be still nice to have a dead-eye three-point shooter, but it's, again, uh, do you trade, like, dub and picks no. to get him? Because no. this is what Ainge will ask, and he will not move. Yeah. Gorilla. He will not. He will not wait for Giddy. Like, no, no, there's no, no, no way. No, no, no. I mean, there's no way. I mean, it would have even to be Giddy and Kaysen and lots of picks, and then I would say no. I just I don't. Do I don't think that that will will happen. I mean, Ainge, Ainge wants to win trades. Yeah, like badly. It's true. So no, it won't happen. Uh, if it happens, it means that uh, there's uh, a decision of the management that uh, Markin is better than Dub, which I don't think that that will ever happen. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh let's see. Gorilla X, I tore my list frank ligament and fractured five bones on my foot playing basketball. Ouch. And now I have to get surgery to repair it. Can you give me Chet's cell phone number? Um, can't do it, but uh best of luck to you and your recovery. Um yeah. Alex underscore Athrenus. Uh what is your favorite dish? What was your favorite dish this Christmas? What's your least favorite? Did you cook anything? Favorite holiday cocktail? Oh, I don't have a favorite holiday cocktail. I drink um, regular sparkling wine. Um, did you cook anything? Yes, I cooked a dessert. It is a traditional Italian dessert. You can look it up. It's called Pandoro, P-A-N-D-O-R-O. Um, it's a very difficult like dessert to cook. It takes two days, but I was very pleased sounds amazing um i really didn't cook anything i helped prepare the baked brie what's the brie i don't it's know what cheese. is the brie it's cheese it's like a okay. cheese like a cheese dip kind of thing um we usually we do a big breakfast so like we do like cinnamon rolls and like a big egg casserole and little smokies wrapped in bacon and all kinds of stuff like that um and it's just delightful um Let's see. Pokushevsky, 69. When is it acceptable to start the countdown to make 40 wins before 20 losses? Contender eye test. I have already started. Go ahead and start it. Uh, the Lone Bear. What is holding Jang back from getting minutes? Specifically, what are the weaknesses that are holding him back? We talked about this some already. I think like he just has to play with more force. And just, just he's just got to have more. More of everything, right? Like he the, needs to go and, and watch Star Wars and have in his head just to play with force. Yeah. Play through the force. Use the, the force. force is in you. Jang. May the force be with you. May the force be with you, Oos. Uh yeah. I mean he's just gotta he just has to be more engaged in the game. Like he just needs to like take twenty percent of what Dort does and do that. If he did that, he would be amazing. Um hats off to you Roy Harper, forty one. Tell your good friend Alex Spears what's up and also tell him to lay off trying to destroy the team with stupid train ideas. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know why one MH M, you know why I'm here. Um, should Troy Weaver be let go from the Pistons? Do you think that he, do you think that you, do you, you think you would be against him returning to OKC? I mean, I'm not against him returning to OKC. You know, I think that it shows how much Presti controls things directly. 
Yeah. Or at least that that is that is wrong for me to say. But it's it's not that everyone that used to work in the Thunder can can go in another spot and be awesome. Yeah. So we saw it with Hennigan already. Hennigan went and <clears throat> was the GM for Orlando. Yeah. And then he's been back here for a while now. So yeah. you know, if Troy came back here, would it be surprising? Not at all. I think that they would possibly welcome him back. But yeah, he's I mean he's very beloved here by lots of people. So I would yeah. I guess he'd at least be given the chance to. Uh Thunderbucks ninety seven. Do you think Mark will experiment with the fifth starting spot with Giddy out for the time being, or should we expect Kaysen to start until Josh gets back? I guess it, I mean, it depends on how long Josh is out. They're going to re- reevaluate him this week, which they're probably reevaluating him every single day. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the ankle looks like. My guess is Kaysen will start, but if they started Wiggs or if they started Jay Will or know whatever i wouldn't be surprised by that either i don't necessarily think it really means a whole lot um yeah my guess is that they will take some time to experiment a little bit i think that's just kind of the nature of mark it's like he likes to experiment so i wouldn't be surprised if they did that um dirk no whisk no whiskey what is the most underrated transaction trade draft pick sam has made in the last five years underrated transaction um Let's see. I I think I think that Kenrich is an underrated move. Yeah. That he made like acquiring Kenrich. Yeah. Um because like all the other moves are loud. So yeah. it's uh, even I mean, like no, Isaiah nobody, Joe is pretty loud. Yeah, it's not underrated. It's um I it's think getting Aaron Wiggins thing. at fifty fifth or whatever he was. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, fifty fifth. Yeah, even Jay Will at thirty, whatever. That is sounds yeah. like a good player. So yeah, yeah. That that to me is probably like the most underrated like pick that he's made is probably Wiggs. Because like, yeah. I mean, to get somebody at fifty five that can actually play, that you feel yeah, it's pretty, not that common. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, let's see. What else can we do? Shout out to the number seven underscore seven. We won't have enough time to do your question. Bug Eyes, White Dragon. If we come up against a team during with a dominant big in the playoffs, what do we need to do to beat them four times? Minis- play bat, play good and shoot well. Yeah, shoot shoot the ball well and like and also play J will make a little run. bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. At Snoo Lemon fifty four fifty seven, you seem to be doing your dream job. Congratulations, Andrew. What is one thing that you would change in the past on the road that took you to get to the place you're at? I'd start sooner. So like if you have any aspirations to do something like this or to be a writer or whatever, something like in like the creative field like this or in media or whatever, like just start now. Like don't yeah, wait. and don't be scared. Don't wait. Don't be scared. Yeah, exactly. Uh, beefy Frito, what's your beef with Rumble? I don't have beef with Rumble. Um, at Spiritual Dash Ear sixty eight seventy five, Chip England's invisible, but obviously significant impact on the squad. This is a statement. Yes. Yes. Daddy Fat Sacks twenty seven. What's your advice for a couple traveling from overseas to watch OKC play? Is it worth visiting OKC or best to catch an away game? 
in a big city. What do you think, Michele? You're probably you're extremely well equipped to handle this question. Um, I think that uh, going uh, abroad, like going in another city and watch a game, it's surely if you if you have like plans to actually visit the city and you can do it while watching and go, okay, see that is that is surely good. I watched the game um, in Houston, for example. I was there not for fun, but uh, for uh, college um, visiting uh, one of my professors. So it, it was nice. It was not the same as watching it um, with Andrew in Loud City, That's in awesome. Cloud City. Cloud City. So yeah, it, yeah. Shout out Cloud um, City. So it, it's a different, different, different thing. Um, watching with the home crowd, it's it's remarkably different. Mm -hmm. And and again, you you can if you if you want to do um, on the road stuff, then probably you can swing by OKC and then uh, do a kind of road tripping and whatever. So uh, it depends what you what you prefer. Um, if your significant other uh, is not really into basketball, that I would actually go for the first because probably you can sweeten the pill by I don't know um, watching what uh, what he wants. It's not that OKC is is not a a good city to to watch, but you know, uh, it depends, uh, again, on your tastes. Uh, Alex Athrenas has another question. What does your wife, your wife, think about you being a podcast sicko? I mean, she's outrageously supportive and awesome. And so she encouraged me from the get-go. Uh, Same here. What, what, how did this, well, let's see. We'll end on this one. How did Michele start supporting the Thunder and get involved with the podcast? I've been listening since the preseason and I've been wondering about his story since. I'll try to make it quick. Um, I wasn't into basketball up until 2004, where I started watching the Olympics. Italy was on a crazy run and I fell in love with the guys that shoot from way outside. Um, so uh, I think uh, they, they won a game against Lithuania where both teams took a gazillion of trees and said, wow, <laughs> this is math at work. I love that. Um, and so I started watching. Um, I didn't know anything, but I started working uh, on, on, on understanding basketball. I'm a scientific mind, so I took it by numbers. And I think that at some point I got involved with my local team uh, that used to play in the second league in Italy. And this coach, this NBA, former NBA coach, well, not uh, the head coach, but part of the coaching staff, Marco Crespi, gave me a handbook of the 2008 draft. And he told me, um, look for this guy. Russell Westbrook is an amazing player. KD is all talent, but Russell Westbrook will be an awesome companion for him. And, and so I said, okay. So Marco clearly knows basketball. I should watch this team. And in 2013, like a couple of years later, I, I, I lived for a year in the U.S. and I was able to watch NBA live. And I started watching and watching and watching and watching. I started a scientific project on basketball, like basically looking at stats and stuff like that. And at some point, I, see, I saw this guy having an NBA podcast about the Thunder, Andrew, and then a podcast about NBA analytics uh, for Vantage Sports and say, wow, I should really connect with this guy. And I was <laughs> extremely pushy on Twitter's DM. I said, look, uh, Vantage Sports, we really need some graphics. Uh, look yeah. at this, look at that. Um, I was also doing scouting uh, for, for Gonzaga, and Sabonis was a hot, hot name yep. uh, on, the, um, uh, on that draft. And I had a scoop 
that he was the the guy who because he was targeting. And yeah. so I I just gave it to Andrew. Um, I said, keep it PNC. I'm not allowed to uh, disclose this, but you know it. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, since you had the scoop, why not chatting about Sabonis? And so this is how it started. Yep. We like started just like chatting on Skype together. Um, yeah. And then I was like, why don't you just like come on the pod with me? Like, let's just record it. And I was like, if you don't like it, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to publish it or I can take it down or whatever you want to do, you know? And I think you probably yeah. didn't, didn't like it. When, <laughs> and I was like, I, no, I, I didn't. And then no, I said, I liked it. And so yeah. I published it anyways. And then, you know, we did it a few more times specifically like for the draft. And then I was like, why don't you just, like, what do you yeah. think about just doing it all the time? Because at the time it was, we would do a pod with, and like Alex, I'm trying to remember, like Alex at the beginning was kind of like in and out. And like he would only, like initially would only do the pod with us whenever he was in town. Yeah. Um, he had other guests. Like Han, uh, John was on Monday. John, John Ham. Um, yeah. John Ham was on the pod like, like all the time. Like he was, yeah. you know, before 2017. Um, yeah. Before the 2017 18 season was on the pod every week. Um, and then that changed with the dream team and then we like the lineup as we know it like started that year um yeah full time so yeah it's great but i started earlier than that i don't remember uh, i think that you had like uh you tried a few a few other guys i don't remember all the names um yes. but at some point you said well i i need someone that can be available all weeks yeah um yeah and i said okay yeah Yep. And this is where, I mean, you have to be pushy. You have to be, and among, like, I would say you have to grind it out. There, there, mm-hmm. there are no easy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that doing podcasts, it's always fun. Um, last season was not fun. Like many, many times. Yeah. Uh, like having to do Dream Team yeah. after every game, having to watch 48 minutes Every single time you can switch off the game. You have to grind it out. You have to to, to, to take notes. You have to be prepared for podcasts. Yeah, the rebuild and was so, was tough. Yeah. So and and again, games. sometimes like making time in your life, uh, maybe on December the 26th, when you have like your family uh that is ready to play with you to like have dinner or whatever, and say, Oh no, I, I have this thing and it has to go. Mm-hmm. So it, it's um you have to to do it with the uh, with um, steadiness and and you have to push you have to push yourself you have to push your uh co-workers to mm-hmm. always be there mm-hmm. um you can't you can't just do it passively like, well if andrew calls i'll do it if not no no you have to be part of it you have to and, and andrew always calls so it, it's, it's not <laughs> i don't have to i don't have to push it too much um right. but right. it's um but you have to you have to grind it out uh if you really want to do it yeah for sure not listen uh it's uh it's also good yeah we need also that yeah we, we definitely need that um all right i hope you guys are enjoying a, a slow week slowest week of the year between christmas and new year's we get a little bit of extra the way that it kind of falls because new year's eve is next monday or new year's day is next monday so it's kind of nice so just enjoy the slowness some good basketball this week the thunder have the timberwolves tonight 
here in Oklahoma City in a home back-to-back with the Knicks on Wednesday night. They go to Denver Friday, and then New Year's Eve against the Brooklyn Nets and Dorian Finney-Smith on Sunday. So um, enjoy it. Enjoy the basketball, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow, maybe? I don't know. I don't really know. This is also an unusual week for me, so we'll talk to you guys again soon. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.